Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the 4040 Vision podcast, the ultimate sports history pod where hindsight is 4040. Before we get started, let's pay some bills and hear from our presenting sponsors. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 18 of the 4040 Vision Podcast, the ultimate sports history pod brought to you by SLS Inc. Uh, my, I'm your host, Colette Abdallah, and today I'm joined once again uh, by my old buddy and uh, Fantasy Pros correspondent, Salman Huck. What's up, man? How you doing? Yo, what's going on, dude? Not much, not much. Uh, so today we will be drafting, uh, redrafting the 2019 uh, NBA Draft Lottery. So on the last episode, we did uh, the uh, top 16 of the NFL draft. And a couple episodes prior to that, we did uh, the 2020 uh, NBA redraft. So you should be familiar with the format now. But essentially what we'll be doing is going through the top 14 picks of the 2019 NBA draft, talk about who was drafted, uh, and then we talk about who we would have taken instead. Or perhaps we stick with the same picks. Uh, so really just depends on the player and the fit and all that good stuff. Uh, so uh, this was the draft that featured uh, Zion Williamson and John Morant going first and second. Uh, so without further ado, I think we can jump right in to the first overall pick. So uh, with the first overall pick, the New Orleans Pelicans selected Zion Williamson uh, out of Duke University. Uh, who would you have taken instead, Bobby, or someone? Yeah. Yeah, I would have taken John Morant. Easily the best player out of this draft. Uh, has been pretty healthy, and you know he's shown he's a difference maker. He took that Grizzlies team to the playoffs. Uh, almost gave our Warriors some fits, almost. But um, you know he's he's just very talented. I like John coming in, and so you know I thought he easily this is a no brainer here. Should be number one. Yeah, uh, there was I had some reservations perhaps about uh sticking with zion because i think his ceiling is still higher but after this year after the way that uh you know he helped elevate this grizzlies team you know they won their first playoff series in a few years they were a legitimate contender uh who knows what would have happened against the warriors i think you know obviously as warriors fans were biased that <laughs> the warriors fans still beat them uh in six or seven games but you know, if he's healthy during that series, he, he's a difference maker. Um, I think uh, he's a no-brainer number one pick. And I think the only thing holding him back now is, is probably a consistent uh, three-point shot. Uh, but he has all the tools. He has, you know, the athleticism, the the the, the basketball IQ. Uh, maybe he should stay off Twitter <laughs> a little more. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, but he's like, what, 21 or something, 22. So uh, you know, we can, uh, give him a little bit of, uh, grace there. So yeah, we're aligned on the, uh, the number one pick of John Morant. Um, okay. The second overall pick was of course, uh, John Morant, uh, selected by the Memphis Grizzlies out of Murray state. So now that he's off the board, who would you have taken instead? Yeah, I still have the Grizzlies going point guard here. I have him taking Darius Garland, uh, you know, Garland, he showed, He's been showing flashes, and this year he kind of came onto the scene, can really score, can really shoot, he's quick. Uh, honestly, I do think he has a little Dame Miller to his game, 
And so I could see him, you know, kind of getting there. Maybe this next year might be his breakout year. So I I, I thought he was a little bit better fit uh, versus Zion, who, you know, with Triple J there and Zion's injury concerns, things like that, it just didn't feel like a good fit for Memphis. I'd rather take Darius Garland for him there. I, I thought about that, but I you just can't pass him up. Um, I, I can't pass up Zion. I can't have I, – I mean, I understand that he has had – you know, the weight issues, the injury issues, uh, possibly the injury issues because of the weight issues. But my argument in, of course, taking him second is that if he goes to a better organization, then maybe some of this stuff doesn't happen. You know, uh, Memphis is a, you know, they're, they're a top tier organization. They're not top tier successful, probably because they're a small market. But when it comes to drafting guys, developing guys, you look at all the young talent they've picked up. Um, they know who to hire as a coach. Their coach is, is great. Um, New Orleans maybe now is on the right track with, with David Griffin, but when they drafted Zion, they were kind of lost. They just came off losing Anthony Davis and that whole embarrassing fiasco. The owners still don't really care all that much. <laughs> they hired Stan Van Gundy, who was a good coach, you know, in 2005. Uh, so I think it's, it's situation dependent. And I think he goes to a better situation in Memphis on a better team uh, with a better organization, better structure around him. And I think we can avoid some of these early injury hiccups. Um, so I have Zion going, going second. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Zion was injured coming into the league too, right? He was, uh, he hurt his foot when he was at Duke. So he may have, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. He, yeah like, he, he's always had foot problems, but like to your point, I think it's because of the weight. Like he, no, I don't know why he doesn't just get his, you know, stop eating Big Mac if you get your weight in control a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the, we'll move on to the third overall pick. Um, with the third overall pick, the New York Knicks selected RJ Barrett, also out of Duke. Uh, who did you have them taking uh, instead? Yeah. So I, I felt like this is the absolute floor for Zion number three. So I had him taking Zion. Yes, Zion's hurt. Um, you know, maybe this gives the Knicks the opportunity to not pay big money here for Randall and then instead go with Zion, who's supremely talented. I mean, as long as he's not hurt, he it's just he's a freak athlete, man. He's a freak athlete and he does a lot of freaky things. So maybe that's why he's getting hurt a little bit. But you know, I don't know, maybe maybe same issues happen with him when he's on the Knicks, all that stuff. But again, just supremely talented and you can't I think three is his floor. That's that's the lowest he could go. Yeah, you definitely can't let him drop lower than three. Um, this would make Knicks fans very happy. If you remember that summer, they were doing a lot of photoshops of uh, getting Kyrie, KD, and Zion all in one go. Uh, so they had to settle for RJ Barrett instead. Uh, so in in my draft, RJ, uh, sorry, Zion is already off the board. Uh, one second to the, the Grizzlies. So I had them picking uh, Darius Garland. So we did a little flip flop here. Uh, I know they've been looking for a point guard for a long time. They paid Jalen Brunson a lot of money this summer, uh, and this solved some of those problems. Uh, you know, he's, I think he was an all star for the first time last year. He's developing to a, a really good offensive player. Um, so I think Garland makes, makes a lot of sense for the Knicks here. Yep, I can see that. Any pushback there? I know you like him a lot. So uh, I like I like Garland. I I, I would if he if I had him going two, I'd have him going three. So we'd uh, we, we might have aligned the top three if I'd put Zion at to Memphis. Yeah, and that's that's no fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next is the uh, the fourth overall pick is uh, 
the Atlanta Hawks selected uh, DeAndre Hunter out of Virginia. So this was uh, the Hawks pick via the Pelicans. I really hate how the NBA does this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like via like the Pelicans, to... via the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like, uh, so you'll look at the guy's, you know, basketball reference page or whatever, and it says, you know, drafted by the team that he didn't play for. It's just yeah, drafted it's... by the Lakers. And you're like, what? Exactly. And you're like, oh, that's the trade in the Anthony Davis trade and then went to the Hawks eventually. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, they took DeAndre Hunter. Um, who did you have them taking? Uh, the Hawks. Uh, who did you have them taking fourth overall? Yeah, uh, I had them then going R.J. Barrett. I mean, DeAndre Hunter is a good player, but R.J. Barrett would be just kind of next level next to Trey Young. A lot of things would open up for him. You know, he's he's shown he's showing flashes out there in New York, but he's had to carry the load a little bit more in New York, I feel. And so put him next to Trey Young and he's your number two guy there. And, you know, he can score and maybe they don't go out and make this trade for Deontay Murray. And Atlanta's got a pretty solid backcourt if they take RJ Barrett here. Yeah, so we we are aligned here as well. Um, everything you just said, I mean, he he's a, a bigger guard. He can play some small forward. Um he gives them the size that they were missing, you know, instead of, you know, playing Kevin Herter there uh, or even uh, Bogdanovich, they get to play a bigger guy next to Trey Young who can also initiate the offense um, and just take some of that, that perhaps some of that defensive load away from, from Trey Young. So uh, RJ doesn't drop too far. He drops, uh, you know, one slot down. Um, I think he's a, he's a player with a lot of potential. Uh, I think if he's on a team with more, you know, offensive creativity versus a, a Tom Thibodeau coach team, uh, we can really see his his ceiling, uh, but I'm expecting like a coming out party for him the, this year. I agree with you on that. I think RJ will uh, definitely have a breakout season. All right. Uh, and with the fifth overall pick, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers selected Darius Garland out of uh, Vanderbilt. Um, and Darius Garland is off the board um, on both of our uh, our drafts. So who did you have them taking instead? Yeah, I actually had him going in a slightly different direction here. I had him taking Keldon Johnson, who I think went initially at the end of the round, round one here, round one, pick 29 to the Spurs. And so yep. nice I know, jump. yeah, big jump for him. He's, he's, he's good, man. He's a really solid player. He rebounds, he hustles. He's, he just does a lot of the fundamental things right. And I think that's kind of what Cleveland would need. And then it's not duplicative putting Garland next to Sexton. You have uh, a wing guy that you can kind of pair up nicely with Sexton and kind of let Sexton go to work and have this guy just there in the background and all the dirty work. So I thought he made more sense to Cleveland to me than any other uh, other guard that, you know, I, I know Cleveland wants to run this small ball lineup, but, or I guess now they're going like big forward lineup. I don't know what they're doing out there in Cleveland, but um, it's really they're weird. Getting, they're getting wild. They're getting That's wild, the but thing. yeah, but I, Keldon Johnson, I thought it would be, you know, nice pairing with Texas. So I think they can throw a lineup out there of like all guys that are taller than 6'10 or something. I think um, they did that once. Yeah. <laughs> they got Market in, Mobley, uh, yeah. Jared Allen. They just, Jared you know, Allen. They bunch just, of yeah. giants throwing it back to like 1985. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had them uh, following the same kind of idea. I don't think they were sold on Colin Sexton, uh, which is why they got Garland. Um, I like that approach. I don't think that you should um, draft based on need. I think you draft, you know, who you think is the best player available. Um, so I had them, uh, perhaps this is a bit biased, but I had them taking Jordan Poole. Uh, and, you know, we saw it. We saw it this uh, in the playoffs. Jordan Poole is a difference maker, man. He's 
probably the second best offensive player on the Warriors right now after Steph Curry. Um, we sh- he showed that he can perform in the playoffs. We did see some of his warts on the defensive side. Uh, maybe that comes with with age and maturity, um, and you know, he's trying a little bit harder. But he he can he can score in bunches. Um, and I think if he's given the keys to his own team, um, I think he can really succeed. And that's why I had him going uh, fifth overall to the Cavs. How much do you think uh, Jordan Poole, what we saw last year, was the Warriors developing him versus his raw talent coming out? Uh, I mean, it's it's easier to succeed when you're surrounded uh, by Steph and Clay. But we did see there was a few games last year where, uh, like the Miami one comes to mind, where he completely took over that game. Uh, and we've seen that he can succeed on his own, even without you know, the, the the gravity uh, of those other two guys out there. Um, and I think some of the stories that came out that he was, you know, perhaps close to being out of the league uh, at one point, I think Draymond talked about that when he was down in the G league, but I think a lot of these guys, regardless of the situation, if they have the right mentality, they're going to succeed. Maybe he's not reaching the same heights on another team, but if you have that mentality to grind and succeed, you're going to do that regardless. Um, and maybe he's given a longer leash as the fifth overall pick versus, you know, I think he went 20th or something, uh, 28th actually. Uh, so if you're picked 28th, you're like, all right, this guy's not really performing right now. Let's send him to the G league, do whatever. But if you're fifth, you kind of, you have, you know, more room to, to make mistakes and grow and stuff. So I think it's, it's a good combination of both factors. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the sixth overall pick. So uh, with the sixth overall pick, the Minnesota Timberwolves selected Jarrett Culver out of Texas Tech. Uh, I'm assuming you're not sticking with Jarrett Culver. So who did you have them take it instead? What a big bust, man. Uh, though he played well in the tournament coming into this draft, so I think maybe that was a little bit of hype for him there. But I had the Timberwolves taking Tyler Harrow. Um, I debated Jordan Poole, but you know I thought – Harold was a little more polished coming out, so they would have been there. They want they want the shooting. They they had D'Angelo Russell, but they're always looking to get more shooting. So Tyler Hero was the pick there. He gives Minnesota some shooting. Maybe they don't trade Andrew Wiggins, or I don't know. Maybe they do, but this is before I guess before D'Angelo Russell comes. So maybe maybe they get Tyler Hero and don't make that trade for D'Angelo Russell. So let's see. Yeah. I, I I think he would have been a good fit in the system there. For sure. I mean, the guy the guy can score. Uh, so he would have been a good fit just about anywhere. Um, I had them taking Keldon Johnson. So you had him fifth. I had him sixth. So not, not too much of a difference there. Um, so for all the reasons that I think they drafted Jarrett Culver, uh, they wanted, you know, a, a big wing who can uh, score and, and make plays. Um, and I think instead of getting the bust in Jarrett Culver, you get the much better player uh, in Keldon Johnson. Um, so yeah, I think he he adds some toughness to Minnesota. Uh, he gives them some depth at the wing. They probably still trade uh, Dan, uh, Andrew Wiggins because they have Kelvin Johnson, uh, which makes it an even even better deal for them. Uh, so I think that's a that's an easy pick for them. Okay, with the seventh overall pick, the Chicago Bulls selected uh, Kobe White out of North Carolina. Who did you have them picking instead? Yeah, I had them going Jordan Poole here. So obviously he would have been a kind of a nice little point guard for them here. Maybe they don't go get Lonzo. They pair him up with Levine. So I think, you know, Poole probably 
as we saw, he needed some time to put all this together. Uh, and I asked you that question, does he, you know, maybe maybe he is a bust that if he gets taken in the top 10 and people like, oh man, Jordan Poole, he just never developed. But like you said, maybe he keeps grinding and he gets there. But I, I do think, you know, with the pool we saw last year, if he's in this Chicago system with Levine, that's a pretty nasty backcourt. Yeah, it's not not great defensively. But. Not great defensively, <laughs> but I mean, it's okay. They'll, they'll compensate. Yeah, and maybe they don't go out and, and uh, get Lonzo if, if they have Jordan Poole. Um, so yeah, some, some nice ripple effects here. Uh, so I had them picking uh, Tyler Hero. So they obviously needed a point guard. Jordan Poole is off the board. In, in my draft. Um, so I had them going with, with hero. So kind of some of the same things you said about uh, a nice backcourt with Zach Levine. Um, they get some, some explosiveness with Tyler hero. He gets a chance to start uh, right off the bag. I mean, maybe he's not starting his rookie year, but uh, you know, he's definitely not a sixth man three years in um, with the bulls. So uh, I'm a big fan of hero. I know he uh, has, he's been kind of divisive, with uh, some folks overrating him, some folks underrating him. Uh, remember, if he was, do you remember when he was in that uh, supposed supposed James Harden trade? Yeah. Um, people kind of were like, we're not, give, we're not giving him away. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, now you probably don't do that deal anyway. Uh, yeah. So it seems to work out. But who knows how James Harden would have been, uh, you know, with, with the Heat culture. Uh, so yeah, uh, Tyler Hero, he moves up from, I think he was the 14th overall pick. He moves up to, uh, to seven in my draft if Harden had gone to the heat i definitely see him and jimmy butler getting into some fights oh for sure yeah i mean no, that, that definitely is, would have happened yeah he's a boundary pusher he's uh you know he's a lone wolf type guy i don't i don't think um i mean yeah i don't know how how successful <laughs> that yeah, pairing would yeah. have been um all right so uh with the eighth overall pick uh, so the Pelicans had two top 10 picks. Uh, they picked uh, Jackson Hayes out of Texas. Who did you have them going with instead? Yeah, I had him going Brendan Clark here. So I think, um, ironically, I ended up putting John Moran and Brendan Clark together, just like the Grizzlies did. Uh, you know, he's kind of that perfect small ball center. He kind of does, does all the dirty work. He runs the court. He runs the floor, you know. Uh, and he's a little bit, he was a little bit more polished uh, than Jackson Hayes. And we haven't seen much from Jackson Hayes outside of maybe he can block a couple of shots, but you, you need your center to do more than that in this NBA. So Brendan Clark's that guy. And so again, he comes in and pairs with John Morant. And now you got a pretty uh, nasty starting five there for the Pelicans. And who knows, they, they might've given us fits if this was their lineup here. Yeah. He's, he's a nice player. Um, He's one of the leading rebounders from this class. He's, he's I think, that's the fourth most rebounds despite playing like 2,000 minutes less than the three guys ahead of him. Uh, so even if that's your ceiling is like you said, a small ball center who's going to go out there and just devour offensive rebounds and uh, create second chance opportunities, which we saw him do um, against the Warriors. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's a nice player to have, I think. And I think this is pretty good value uh, for him. So he jumps up from... Uh, 21st overall to eighth overall uh, on your draft. So um, I had the Pelicans uh, via the Atlanta Hawks <laughs> select uh, Cam Johnson, um, who, you know, ended up uh, on Phoenix and he's a little bit of a different player than Brandon Clark um, and definitely a different player than Jackson Hayes, more of a three and D guy. Uh, but uh, he's got, he's got the right mentality. We saw him ball out in the playoffs, uh, not this year, but, but the previous year during their finals run, uh, proven playoff guy. He can hit big shots. He's not scared of the moment. 
Um, he's got good size, so he can also play that small ball center, but perhaps more of a, a stretch four, stretch five uh, than Brandon Clark. So it'll just give him a different dimension and just a different type of player. But um, I really like him uh, as a player. I think he's just you know really good at what he does, and I think he can fit anywhere because of that that versatile versatile uh, skill set. All right. Okay, with the ninth overall pick, the Washington Wizards select uh, Rui Hashimura out of Gonzaga. Did you have them? Who did you have them taking? Yeah, I had them going DeAndre Hunter here. Um, you know, I think this was the type of player the Wizards really needed. Uh, some, you know, a lockdown defender that could kind of play next to Bradley Beal, can kind of play that small forward spot for you. Uh, I mean, if you look at what the Wizards did that year, they, they tried to bring in CJ Miles to got hurt and was out the entire year and then ended up starting like Isaac Bongo and Troy Brown Jr. at small forward. So, uh, you know, Hunter would have been that three and D guy for them would have probably been their number two scoring option at that point as well. I think he would have just been a really nice fit there in Washington. Yeah. Can I just copy what you just said? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm kidding. I, I did also have them taking DeAndre Hunter. Um, he would have been another, you know, good option next to Bradley Beal. Um, the main issue with him, of course, has been health. Um, I think he's played, um, I think last year he was, he played only about, or sorry, the year before, uh, he played only about 20 uh, games. I think he was more healthy this year, but that that's just a concern for me. Uh, other than that, he is a nice player. I think he would have been a good scoring option next to, uh, Bradley Beal. I think he would have made a difference for Atlanta if he was healthy, uh, during that uh, Eastern Conference final series. They probably still lose to Milwaukee because Giannis was just on a tear. But uh, yeah, I think he would have been a difference maker and I think he makes a difference uh, for Washington. Okay, so now we're on the 10th pick. So we're just getting us getting too closer to the end of the lottery here. So with the 10th overall pick, the uh, Atlanta Hawks via the Dallas Mavericks selected uh, Cam Reddish out of Duke. So they had uh, two top 10 picks and they ended up with uh, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. So who did you have the Hawks taking instead uh, 10th overall? Yeah, I had him going Cam Johnson here and just a lot of things you were saying earlier about Cam Johnson, pretty versatile guy. He can kind of come in and play anywhere for the Hawks, gives them a good you know bench guy. Um, maybe he's the third or fourth scoring option there as well when he comes in and, you know, he just does a little, a little bit of everything and he does, he can he, he can score in bunches if he gets hot and he can rebound. He plays great defense. So just kind of that piece that Atlanta needed in if they in this draft, if they take RJ Barrett, then they got Cam Johnson to be kind of the DeAndre Hunter type of player that they wanted. Yeah, and I forgot to mention when I was uh, gassing up Cam Johnson, um, he's the, the best three-point shooter in this draft. Um, he's got a career, uh, he's 39% from three for his wow, career. That's impressive. Uh, Despite some some solid uh, volume, I know he comes off the bench a lot for for the Suns, but um, he plays a, a decent amount of minutes. So um, he's lights out, and I think he you know provides Atlanta with some some more spacing um, and just you know just helps him out. <laughs> yeah. um, so I had a, a little curveball here. I don't know if you knew the rules, but I did not exclude undrafted players. From okay. our pool. Yeah, I, I knew uh, that. I knew that. Okay, okay. All right. So uh I actually had Atlanta taking Lou Dort, uh 10th overall. Um, I like it. Yeah, so he's your kind of prototype three and D guy. He's got good size for his position. Um, he's you know an incredible defender. He had his little coming out party 
uh, in that bubble tourney uh, against uh, was it Houston where he uh, yeah I think, I think it was Houston, Houston where he just Houston. you know he played really well. That was his coming out party. He goes from undrafted two way guy to I think he got an eighty million dollar contract from from OKC this summer. Um, I'm just a big fan. I like what he does. I like his toughness. I like his you know uh, his his offensive versatility. Um, pretty solid three point shooter. Uh, close, you know, hovering in the mid thirties for his career. So not great, but also, you know, good enough where you have to defend him. Um, and I think the ceiling is for him is, is really high. Um, I think he can offer a lot to, especially a contending team. I think he can make a difference. You know, he can be the blue guy. He can defend, you know, the other team's best uh, backcourt or wing player. So I'm a big fan. Yeah. I, I like Lou Dort a lot. Um, but you didn't, you didn't, I didn't, I didn't have him in the lottery. I didn't yeah. have him in the lottery. I didn't have him. Okay. In the okay. Spoiler, so not as, I didn't, not I didn't as big of a fan. Yeah. Not as big of a fan as you are, apparently. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. And with the 11th overall pick, the Phoenix Suns selected Cam Johnson out of North Carolina. So he is uh, off the board in both of our drafts. So who did you have them taking instead? Yeah, I had him going uh, Darius Baisley. Uh, it's a guy that the Thunder took uh, later in the draft, uh, round one, pick 23. So. I just this guy, you know, oozing with potential. He can kind of do a little bit of everything. Would have been a good fit next to DeAndre Ayton, uh, tier four there. Uh, but he, he just gives a little bit of everything, and you know, uh, I think he still has a pretty like high ceiling. Uh, he just needs to get get a little more into that uh, potential of his. And but he, he, I mean, you watch him play, you're like, man, this guy is talented. And so I think you know, just having that athletic body tied next to Aiden and doing all that kind of dirty work next to him is what Phoenix would need. Yeah, I, I will be completely honest. I do not watch much OKC. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> hey, but you got Lou Dort in there, man. So you I know. A bit. I do, I do, I do. Um, and I mean, I, I, I like Basley, but, um, or Basley, however, however you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, but um, I had them taking Brandon Clark. So he's still on my board. Um, you had him going eighth overall, so I had him going 11th. So not not too big of a drop for him. But I think for all the reasons that you mentioned about Basley and, and what he brings to the table, the the hustle, the athleticism, the versatility, uh, I think that's that's exactly what Brandon Clark does. And I think for you know the past few years, Phoenix has tried to find that second big man. Um you know, they had JaVale McGee, they had Bismack Biombo at some point. Um, who was the other guy? Frank Kaminsky. Uh, who's Dario the Croatian Sarge. guy? Dario Sarge. Yeah, they've just rolled out a bunch of these dudes. And they I think they start Jay Crowder at power forward. So if they get Brandon Clark instead, they can start him there. Um, yeah. You know, maybe not. He Maybe he's not in the closing unit, but um, I think he he answers a lot of the questions that they had. Uh, or that they, they've, they've been trying to answer the past couple of years with some of these Hail Marys that that they've done. I just, I, I really can't believe they were playing Bismack Biombo last year. And Jay Crowder at the same time. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. So not not a great uh, lineup there with, the, with those guys in there. Uh, all right. So with the uh, 12th overall pick, the Charlotte Hornets selected uh, P.J. Washington out of Kentucky. Uh, who did you have them taken instead? Yeah, I actually had him taking uh, Talon Horton Tucker, a uh, guy who went in the second round, pretty late second round uh, to the Lakers. And, you know, 
he's just a pretty you know good solid bench guy he can kind of score in bunches he's a good defender um he's basically everything malik monk should have been or at least what the hornets thought he should have been um and an upgraded defender versus malik monk so i thought you know hornets obviously we're moving on from malik monk he, he's just kind of you know wing that can kind of come in and give him some bench depth and you know he's a score and he's, he's, he's shown he's talented he's shown he's talented so uh thought it made sense here for the hornets before I comment on that, you yeah. said you debated Grant Williams. Yes, I, mean, I why, did. Why did you not pick Grant Williams? Uh, I, just, I just felt like the Hornets needed a, a more more scoring punch. They they kind of like have these guys that are, they're just like athletes, but they can't really score, right? And Grant Williams is kind of similar in that he's not a big time scorer, but he's like, he's going to give you max effort. He's a hustler. Uh, but I feel like, you can find those guys all over the draft versus like a guy you can kind of score and play defense on the wing. It's, it's a bigger need. It felt like to me, but Grant Williams, I, I like Grant Williams too. So I, I was thinking maybe, maybe Grant Williams instead of PJ Washington as well, but there's obviously a need there for them. Yeah. I'm, I'm not as high on, on THT. I think as, as a lot of people are, um, especially as Laker fans are, cause they throw him in every trade for every superstar. Yeah. <laughs> as if he's, he's not like... that good, but he, he's worth a lottery pick maybe. Yeah, I, I can see that, um, but he's not on my board. Uh, okay. He did not make my my top 14. Um, so I actually had the Hornets sticking uh, with P.J. Washington. Um, wow. I think he's he's a good fit. Um, he's shown some flashes of that 3D ability. Um, you know, he can he can use spot-up shooter. He can guard multiple positions. Um, I think they've just had some culture issues, uh, a lot of coaching okay. turnover, was it Steve Clark and then um, Borrega and then Steve Clark again? Uh, so just, just there's just an organizational issue there um, that might not be getting the best out of PJ Washington, but I think he he's a pretty good player that I think can develop into a really good player uh, in a few years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with the uh, 13th overall pick, the Miami Heat selected Tyler Hero out of Kentucky. So we had two Wildcats going back to back. Um, Hero is off the board in both of our drafts. You had him going sixth. I had him going seventh. So with Hero off the board, who did you have the Heat taking instead? Yeah, uh, I had him going Terrence Mann, actually. And Terrence Mann went round two, pick 48 in this draft. Uh, he's just shown a lot uh, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard being out on the Clippers. Great 3 and D guy. He can block up guys. I mean watching him play against the Warriors. I've seen him lock up Steph pretty often and like giving Steph fits. Like, I, I mean, as much as you can give Steph fits, but it's like, man, if you can give Steph, Steph Curry fits, you, you, you have some dog in you, right. And you, you're a good defensive player. So any, any would have learned from Jimmy and Jimmy would have kind of groomed him and things like that. So I, I just saw a lot of potential and I've, I've watched him play a lot, um, especially against the Warriors. So I was like, man, he's gotta be a lottery pick here and Miami makes a lot of sense for him. Yeah, he's he's a nice young player. Um, he had, I think, his coming out party not last year, the year before against Utah in that closeout mm-hmm. game six. I think he scored yeah. forty points against them. Um, so he's shown he's capable of that. Um, he just he hasn't gotten the shine perhaps that that he deserves because he's not doesn't play that much. He's, he comes off the yeah. bench for yeah. a good Clippers team. Um, but I would have thought with a lot of the injuries that they had last year, I would have expected him to do more. Um, 
or maybe it's just a product of not playing with as good of players as, as uh, you know, he did early on. So uh, I didn't have him on my board, but he was close. He was an honorable mention for me. I had him like just outside the, uh, the lottery. So, uh, and I think he would have been a, a good offensive addition to Miami that, that struggles there. So I, I get the pick for sure. Uh, I had them taking uh, Matisse Thibel. So I think he's a perfect Miami player. I think he's, you know, he's one of the best defenders in the league. Um, he's versatile. He can cover a lot of positions. He's he he's like a, a savant, kind of like you know how Iguodala has the that you know the swipe down steal when guys mm-hmm. are going up. I think he has a similar talent for blocking guys from behind. Um, he just kind of lets them. He 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 faints as if they're he's letting them go past them, and then he just you know blocks it from behind, kind of like the the signature Manu play. Um, maybe I overrate him cause I like the Sixers a lot, but I think he's a really good player. Um, he's limited offensively, which of course is a concern, which is also a concern in Miami cause they did have some issues there. Uh, but I think they just, once they, if they knew how good of a defender he was, um, uh, I think they, they wouldn't have passed him up, um, at this point, but I mean, obviously Tyler hero is a better player. So I get that why they picked him, but yeah, I think, I think Tybal would have, uh, been a great pick there. I like it. All right. And now we're at the last pick. The last pick of the uh, 2019 NBA draft lottery. The Boston Celtics via Sacramento, via blah, 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 via blah, blah, blah. They <laughs> <laughs> got traded like three long times. One. Yeah. Yeah, this is a long one. Uh, basically, uh, they ended up with uh, Romeo Langford out of Indiana, uh, who was not played much, and I don't think he played a single minute in the uh, the NBA Finals this year. No, I think he's been like G League. He's been called up once or twice. That's really it. Yeah, so I mean, they seem to pick guys late, uh, but they can't pick, you know, close to the top of the draft or the middle of the draft, I should say. Uh, who did you have them taking instead of Romeo Lake? Yeah, I had him going Matthias Thibel here uh, for all the reasons you said, and you know, my God, can you imagine that Marcus Smart and Matthias Thibel playing together? Uh, I imagined that I was like, damn, that would have I mean, throw in Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown, a, Jason Tatum, like defender, my goodness, Horford. my goodness, that would have been a scary team to play in the finals. Um, so I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm glad Boston passed the like Romeo Langford here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my God, this guy can lock up anyone from one to five, and he's just a great defender. Uh, I don't think you're overrating him. I think he's perfect. You perfectly rated him here. Uh, and a lottery type of guy, and he and he went twentieth to the Sixers. Um, so I, I questionable fit over there in Philadelphia with Ben Simmons at that time. But um, I I think the Sixers just like, hey, he's talented. He's a, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll get guys that can shoot around Ben. Yeah, that that was the problem. I think yeah. is you know they had two guys that I mean, uh, Thibel is is a willing shooter, uh, but he's not a great shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's part of the problem. I think he's like, you know, low thirties, but at least he's willing. Uh, but yeah, it's, that's a tough fit with, with him and Simmons. But, um, so I actually had, uh, the, uh, Celtics picking Kevin Porter jr. Um, so mm-hmm. I know he's a bit of a head case, uh, talked his way out of Cleveland. Uh, he's had, I think some issues in, in Houston as well. Um, but I think if he goes to a Boston organization that, you know, as much as we might hate to admit it is one of the best organizations in the league uh, with the structure they have, the talent they have around it. I think he would have been a great fit there. Uh, he's 
one of the better scorers in this in this draft class. I mean, he had a he has a 50 yeah. point game. He's very capable of exploding for for 30 points, you know, at an on any given night. Uh, and I think he also solves some of the issues that they went out to get Malcolm Brogdon for. You know, he can initiate offense, he can create his own offense. Um, and I think that uh, you know, some of those possessions or those stretches that we saw Boston really struggle to create offense and they kind of ground the offense is ground down to a halt. I think he would have helped that, um, you know, quite a bit. And he would have been a great guy to come off the bench uh, behind Marcus smart, or if they, you know, rolled him out uh, in the, in a two hard lineup. So yeah, I'm a big fan. You did not have him on your board. Uh, I did you, not. No, I'm not no. a, I'm not a huge fan. He, uh, I would say Kevin Porter jr. Is his J.R. Smith to me, man. He's a, a knucklehead in his own right. Um, but he, he can score when, when you need him to. So. I, yeah, I, didn't I mean, see that, uh, I didn't, I didn't see him as a lottery pick, but definitely, I mean, I see him as a first round pick for sure, but he's, a, he's Smith, that, an NBA champion. He is an NBA <laughs> champion. I don't, I, Kevin Porter will have to find, ride LeBron's coattails to become an NBA champion as well. So, um, yeah, it definitely took the, uh, <laughs> the right, uh, situation. He needs, a, he, he needs a LeBron in his life to strain him out a bit. Yeah. He's got Jabari Smith. So maybe that's his, LeBron. <laughs> he probably thinks he's better than him. So. Yeah, he probably does. <laughs> he probably he's like, why am I on this garbage rockets roster? I'm, I'm the best player here. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that was uh, all fourteen of our picks. So uh, the guys that did not make it in our redraft from the uh, original uh, fourteen were, uh, let's see, uh, Jared Culver, of course, poor guy. Uh, Kobe White, uh, unfortunately, he didn't make it. He was an honorable mention for me. He was close. Uh, yeah. But. Um, it's, it's surprising that he regressed like most players don't regress most players progress but Kobe White to like regressed into his like rookie rookie year it's crazy like I've never seen anyone regress like he has maybe like um uh, Michael, Michael Carter Williams, Williams. that's yeah. like the only other person that comes to mind it's like Kobe White was like rookie of the year like he was in that rookie of the year top yeah. and then all of a sudden he's like a nobody on once he like in the second and third years yeah, it's just, I mean, situation, man. It's so yeah, situation absolutely, dependent. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, Jackson Hayes drops out of the lottery. Uh, nice player, but, you know, uh, I think he's his skill set is is pretty easily uh, replicated. Uh, Rui Hashimura, I think same thing. Nice player, nice potential, but just hasn't worked out. Uh, Cam Reddish, uh, he's moved around a bit. I think hasn't lived up to his potential. Uh and I, I do like that. I do like Cam Reddish a lot though. Uh, do you? Okay. I do. What do you I like want him, about him. I, well, I mean, he has to be in the right place, right? Right system, right place. And what I like about him is like if he came into the Warrior system, that's what I like about him. Is like he could he could excel, right? He could give you the bench scoring. He's the he can make plays with the ball in his hand. He could be your basically point forward. But again, he has to be in the right place, right? Like New York's not the right place for him. Atlanta was not the right place for him. Yeah, Atlanta had a had a, a bit of a log jam. Yeah. At yeah. the wing, there was just like he's solid many, though. He's He's a solid, I mean, I didn't take him here in the lottery, but, you know, honorable mention for sure for me. Yeah, I, I'm not big on him, but again, I think he just suffered from not having the right opportunity in Atlanta. There's just too many other guys yep. uh, at that that position. Um, and then uh, Romeo Langford did not uh, make the cut once again. So uh, I'll go ahead and I'll do a recap of my picks. You do a recap of yours and then we'll, we'll sign off. All right. All right. So I had uh, first overall, uh, John Morant to the Pelicans, uh, then Zion to the Grizzlies, 
uh, Darius Garland to the New York Knicks, R.J. Barrett to the Atlanta Hawks, Jordan Poole to the Cleveland Cavaliers, Keldon Johnson to the Minnesota Timberwolves, Tyler Hero to the Chicago Bulls, Cam Johnson to the New Orleans Pelicans, DeAndre Hunter to the Washington Wizards, Lou Dort to the Atlanta Hawks, Brandon Clark to uh, the Phoenix Suns, P.J. Washington to the Charlotte Hornets, Matisse Thybulle to the Miami Heat, and Kevin Porter Jr. to the Boston Celtics. All right. Um, so I had John Moran going to the Pelicans at one, Darius Garland at two to the Grizzlies, Zion Williamson at three to the Knicks, R.J. Barrett at four to the Hawks, uh, Keldon Johnson at five to the Cavaliers, Tyler Hero at six to the Timberwolves, Jordan Poole at seven to the Bulls, Brendan Clark at eight to the Pelicans, DeAndre Hunter at nine to the Wizards, Cam Johnson at 10 to the Hawks, uh, Darius Baisley at 11 to the Suns, Talent Horton Tucker at 12 to the Hornets, Terrence Mann at 13 to the Miami Heat, and at 14, I had Matthias Steibel to the Celtics. All right. So that's our show for today. Uh, please make sure to let us know, you know, what we got right, what we got wrong. You know, are we crazy for, for letting some of these guys drop or did we overrate some of these players? Uh, make sure to check us out on all social flat platforms at 4040 Vision Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, make sure to check us out on all podcast platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, overcast whatever, wherever you can find podcasts you can find us at the 4040 vision podcast uh, appreciate your time today so much thanks for hopping on with us all right thanks man have a good one right. take it easy y'all thank you a lot of speculation on the monies i've made honeys i've slayed how is he for real is that really paid hustlers i've met or dealt with direct is it true he stayed a beef and slept with a tech what's the position you hold can you really match a triple platinum artist buck by buck but only a single going gold rockefeller foe and you left out in the cold is it back to charge your motherfuckers 11 for a hole for the millionth time asking me questions like wendy williams harassing me then get upset when i catch feelings can i get admitted to breathe